0: So we're in the middle of a series talking about the church. So it's all not daylight where we feel like God is leading us. We're laying the groundwork for the future of the church. And the youth are in the middle of the same series, so I'm kind of cheating by doing this too in both. But not just on Sunday. As leaders, we've been looking at everything. Who are the elders and deacons? What programs and ministries make sense to keep. Which one's in to start? How do we reach and serve the people in our community? Literally right next to us and those around us but we're not doing it on an island. We're inviting you, all of you, to participate and come alongside of us and be part of it. So H talked about service a few weeks ago. And he asked for volunteers to be on a service team to help direct how, we're gonna, how our church does service over the long-term and short-term. We had our first meeting over pizza, of course, right? That's brain food. And it was really good, the meeting and the pizza. We laid out a plan for the rest of the year. Ways to serve both inside and outside the church. There's even one starting today, so stay tuned. Today, I get to talk about another pillar. I get to talk about the pillar of study. So, I could talk on this for days. Like, the hardest part for me this week was getting it down to just an hour. So, so really, this is going to be crazy, trying to get all this info. So, I had to figure out what, what I'm going to talk about, what I want to focus our time on. Especially if we're talking about... What's coming next, right? So what do I really want to get in your heads? What does God really want you to know about what's coming up in the next season? So let's talk about study. Who knows the catchphrase? What's our catchphrase? No question off the table. Thank you. That took longer than it was supposed to. So what's our catchphrase for the pillar of study? No questions off the table. So what we're trying to do is create this atmosphere, right? To where and you can ask a question. Just ask the question. It was cool during the, um, during the worship. I'm sitting with a couple of my youth, and they were like, what does Jira mean? Right? How many of you had to look it up? Right? That's the kind of thing we want. We want you to ask, that, ask those questions, right? So it was cool that we got to actually see that happen. So they leaned over in the middle of worship and asked me, and I told them, because I had to look it up, too. <laughs> As a reminder, I'm sure I already knew that, Right? At some point. So let me, put the card, let me put my cards on the table and I'll make the case as I go. The study, to mil- the study pillar to me is about growth, right? It's about taking the next step. It's about getting people to their next step. So a lot of the stuff that I talk about in my personal life, not just in church, but it's like, what can we do to get people to that next place, right? Whatever their next step is. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is getting people to that next step. I believe it's a disservice, especially as leaders, if we leave people and we let people stay where they are. But it doesn't just fall on the leaders. You as a brother and sister or friend have a responsibility, and so does the individual. No one can make anyone change. So let's start with this. So this is what I do with the youth. We pull out three or four verses, and we're talking about the topic, and we just read those verses and see what it says. And at the end, we kind of sum it up and kind of talk about it from there. But we, kinda, we start with this because, number one, we teach them how to look up, the, look up the verses in the Bible. The other thing is it gets them reading the Bible. So this isn't stuff that I'm just coming up with. Like Some of the verses are easy to, to handle. Some of them are hard to struggle with. But that's where the questions come in, right? But that's where we start. So Jesus is telling a story, a parable, comparing himself to a good shepherd. This passage is packed with crazy things, super amazing things. He talks about how much he loves the sheep and how he's going to lay down his life for them. And right in the middle, he drops this bomb. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. We believe you around here that Jesus is the way, the center of our centered set, right? We talked about that a few times. That's why he came, life. The reason we should be pointing to Jesus, life. The reason we should be modeling our life after Jesus, life. Following Jesus, life. As opposed to death still, kill, destroy. Now, there's a lot of questions around what that looks like and how it's done. And for some people, the simple, question of that is, the simple question of asking that is true. That's what we're looking for, the questions. What we have to keep in mind is life, right? This is why Jesus did it. When Jesus came to interact with people, he didn't leave them the same way, right? We have all these interactions with Jesus. We have all these healings, all these things that he did to heal people, Right? We have the disciples. If you see the growth that they had, we just have a little piece of it, but you have the growth that they had over those three and a half years or so that they were with him. He didn't leave them in the same place. There's the story of the woman caught in adultery, right? Nobody here is condemning you. Go and sin no more. He didn't leave her in the same place. He wanted her to grow. He wanted her to do something different. Peter, Peter had this life-changing moment where Jesus told him, you're going to deny me. He said, no way. Did it three times, right? What did Jesus do? He came back to him and said, hey, let's talk through this and gave him a new commission, reminded him that he's still one of his. Jesus was showing them what it meant to have life. Now, not everyone bought in, right? This is where this personal responsibility part comes in too, right? We had the rich young ruler, the story where the guy comes to him and says, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. How can I have eternal life? And Jesus looks at him and says, he knows and knew his heart and said, here's what you lack, like give up everything. For that guy, Jesus knew it was so, his money was so important. His position was so important to him that he couldn't give it up to follow him. But in all of that, he showed them life. And we around here, daylighters, are called to do the same thing. I could read this whole chapter again, but I'm going to start in verse 23 in Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on to good love and good deeds, Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Spur one another on. What does that picture come up with, right? What is the spur? Right. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound pretty, right? Here's the thing. We're supposed to push each other toward life, right? Like that's, that's one of the things we're supposed to do for each other. We're supposed to push, push each other toward life. Part of job, spur one another on toward love or life. We're supposed to and called to even told to help each other move forward. We're supposed to spur one another on toward love. We're supposed to, called to, told to help move each one another forward Part of our job for each other is to encourage movement. To spur is to motivate. Keep the questions coming. Keep the movement coming. Now let me stop in just a second and talk about what I mean by next steps, right? One of the things I talk about all the time is next steps. Give people are the next steps. So we have a little little tilting in our group, right? Little bitty tilting. For her, her next step will literally be her first step, right? We've got a couple of cross country runners in here, right? They can step all day way past a lot of us can do. There's a lot of us in here who can go a little bit and can go a little bit further. Some of us who are hurt or injured can't do as much, don't want to do as much. Some of us have so much pain that it's scared that we're even scared to get up in the morning, right? But the physical therapist message to all is to, to all of them is the same. Keep moving. Keep moving. Don't lose what you have, right? So... I can hear Claire, like my wife's a physical therapist, right? And I'm going through some crazy stuff with my arm. But I can hear her in my head. Keep moving your arm. Keep moving your arm. Swing your arm when you walk, right? Like I can keep. I just hear this in my head, right? Now sometimes it gets really annoying. I'm not going to lie to you. But like what's her, what's her point, right? Her point is to push me toward life, right? To keep me, keep me moving, keep me using the thing, right? Even now I'm using one arm. Use both arms. I can hear her in my head. But that's the same thing in our spiritual life, right? Some are new to the idea of spiritual, right? Some are just taking their first step, like even asking the question of, is there a God? Just asking the question of, is there something bigger than me, right? Some people are in that first step stage. Some people are like running cross country. They're already down, way down the road. They're doing stuff. But there's always things they can do more or different or better, or are they helping others or are they just running on their own? There's some people who are really, really hurt. Hurt by people, hurt by churches, hurt by life. They're hurt. (laughs) It's hard enough for them to get up in the morning, right? Now to think about something else. Can you believe what people have done to me? They don't want to do that. See what the church has done to me? They don't want to do that. But what we're trying to do is create this atmosphere, create this space, create this idea that we want to work through that. Right, we want, It's all about movement. It's about getting to your next step. It's about moving closer to that life, moving closer to what, what Jesus wants for us, which is life, not death, not steal, kill, and destroy, but life. Now, there are helpful ways to spur people on and there are non-helpful ways, right? Claire, annoying me with her voice in my head, she can do that because, number one, she's a specialist, right? But number two, she's built up that equity with me. She and I, like, she, like, I know that she has her best for me. I've seen so many people who are hurt by the, I'm just speaking the truth in love. I can say whatever I want as long as I say, but I love you. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm just speaking the truth in love. I'm just saying what needs to be said. Do you have that equity? Have you had that space? Are you building along with them? Do you know where they are on their walk, Right. Do you know what's going on in their lives? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what they're struggling with? Do you know why they're asking that question? Because people usually ask questions and there's something behind the question and there's another thing behind that question. So you want to find out what's going on. Like that takes time. It It takes more time to build relationship and be with people and interact with people and love on people. It takes more time. But that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to spur each other on. Now, the people you know and you can see them doing the same thing over and over again, like at some point you're like, come on, right? But remember, the goal should always be life. It should always be pushing them toward the center, right? It should always be doing something, moving them forward, moving them toward life. So Christ, gave him, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up, till we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, the Christ. What's the goal? Right, to become mature. Like, there's this interesting, there's this really cool picture of someone being blown around by the waves, right? Like an infant just caught in the waves, don't know where they're going, don't know what they're doing. So when they hear this thing that comes over, well, I heard on the internet, and they swing that way. Well, then I heard this on the internet, and they swing this way. Well, I heard this. Well, somebody told me this, and somebody told me this, Right? Like you can see, you've seen people do this. They just swing back and forth. They have no idea where they're going. They buy into whatever the newest thing is, right? We want to be mature. Moving toward Christ, moving toward the center. God has given people in the church gifts so they will become mature versus infants being tossed around. So we're supposed to do it, right? We're supposed to love on each other. We're supposed to spur each other on. We're supposed to use our gifts that God's given us to help move people, to help people become more mature. I feel like part of my job is to keep you moving. To help you come mature. Which means hopefully along the way, I'm going to ask you that hard question. Which hopefully along the way, someone next to you is going to ask you that hard question. It's going to be more than, hey, how are you doing? Sorry you had a good week, hard week. Sorry you had a good week. <laughs> right? Like, I'm glad this, these great things are happening in your life, but what about this? At some point, like, that's my job. At some point, that's your job, right? If, if, our, if our job is to push people toward life, to push people toward Christ, to push people toward life, like, at some point, it comes down to having a hard conversation. I mean, parents, you know this, right? This is part of the the part of the deal. You want to love on your kids and you want to show them how awesome they are. But then there's some things you just want to get out of their life. Right? There are friends that you have that you like you have that annoying friend. If he just stopped doing this thing, it would be so much better. Right? There's things you want to you see unhealthy things in people's lives. So how do you get there? And that's what's different in every life. That's where it comes back to that conversation again. That's where it comes back to getting to know people, right? Everything's different. There's no, like, at Daylight, we don't have this Class 101, Class 201, Class 301. Like, we just don't have that because people are all over the place, right? Like, that's not, like, I don't want to write this, this rigid thing where you can say, once you get out of 301, then you're a Christian, and then you can serve in the church, and then you can do, like, no. I want you to grow along where you are, what's going on. I want you to move all together. I want us to move together together. Toward the center, and what that looks like is different for you than it does for me, and it's different than the person for the person next to you. But we all get to do this, and we all get to do this together. Now, we've seen extremes, right? I'm listening to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. There's extremes where the church has said, "Do this, do this, do this, and take this," and if you do this, and you're a Christian, if you're not, if you like, there's extremes that we take this, right? I want to make sure that you hear. That's not what we're doing. That's not what I want to do. The whole goal is life. The whole goal is pushing you toward Christ. And there are times when you need to sit and heal. But that's not all the time. And that's not in all things. There's times when you need to sit and heal. But how can you move forward inside of that? How can you work through that? Even sitting and healing implies that you're healing, which is active, which is doing something. Your body doesn't, just doesn't heal on its own. Like, it does stuff. There's, there's all this cool stuff going on in there that your body heals itself, right? There's activity going on. So even in the, I need to take my time and not do stuff, right? You need to be doing something. You need to be healing. And doing that means interacting with other people. That means seeing other people who are in the same place. Or seeing people who where you were a year ago, Right? Like, where you are now in your healing, there's people who are behind you who are just going through that for the first time, right? When you talk about churches that have a... (laughs) How about people who are hurt by church, right? There are lots of people who are hurt by church. A lot of people are going through stuff with churches. Like, I've been through that. I've done that, right? I'm starting to heal through that. There are people who I'm seeing that happen to or have happened to. I can help them with that because I've been there and seen that. People with addiction, my brother, my brother, God moved. God has done some amazing things in him. and moved him from addiction to now he's helping other people with addiction, right? He can help people with addiction because he's been there. He's seen that. He knows what the signs are. He knows what people are struggling with. Clueless on me, right? No idea. I have no idea. That whole world is, is foreign to me. But Robbie can use that. Robbie can do that because he's lived that. He's done that. Other churches have no accountability, and there's nothing. Like, just come as you are. Sit where you are. Do as you are. Like, whatever you are is fine. Like, do you see the other side extreme of that? Right? Like, there's a point at which I'm not helping you. I'm not giving you life because I'm just letting you sit in death. I want to push you toward life, not let you sit in death. So there's this balance. There's this balance as leaders. There's this balance as friends. There's this balance as... as as churchgoers, right, that we have to find this balance between I'm telling you exactly what you need, I'm going to spur you on and poke you on to what you want to do, what you need to do, and letting you sit and wallow in death, like there's this balance, and it's not, that's what's really hard, so every time I sit down to think about a new program, everything we, we sit down and do, like what are we going to do with worship, every time we sit down and talk about what we're going to do with service, like there's this balance between we want to make sure it's safe, we want to make sure it's like people can come and everyone can feel comfortable we also want to make sure that, that we talk about the reason we're doing this is pushing people toward Christ, is pushing the people toward life. Because that's the goal, that you will have life and have it to the full. So how do we do it? Well, so H talked about a few weeks ago, we did the study group. I mean, we did the service group, right? We got a group of people together and said, hey, we're going to do some study. We're going to, get, we're going to talk about what it means to serve in the church. We want your ideas and we want you to be a part of it. We want you to drive it. The same thing is happening for us. This is the other group we're going to do. We're going to do two to start, right? The other one is a study group. So if what I'm talking about is firing you up, great. What I want to do is put together a team of, you know, group of people who talk about what we're going to do is the next year, next future for what we're going to do for the church in this area of study. But what does it look like for us? I think there's really two, two big areas, and that's groups and events. So for an example for events, right? My first thing with daylight was the demonologist. How many of you remember that, right? Like it was this cool thing we put on, had nothing to do with daylight. We just thought this was a cool speaker who would come in and talk about demonology and exorcisms and things around Halloween. It was perfect. It was amazing. It got me there, right? And I'm still here, so I'm sorry whether it was a great event or not, right? Um, but that, that's, it creates, it created a million questions, right? And the next, the next day we had, um, combo with cool folks with him and had, had him answer some questions, right? It was really cool. Events like that. Um, every, every the last few years we've gone to the Q conference, which is just like an amazing time. The speaker's like, kind of like Ted, but it's, um, a little more Christian based, right? I don't know how the best way to do it, but it's asking these hard questions of, of things that are going on in the world, like robots, and AI, and all these cool things. Like, how does that relate? Like, how do we look at that as Christians? How do, we, how do we think about this going to the future? There's all these, there's events that we can put on, right? So there's the events that we can draw people to that just create questions, right? No questions off the table? Well, let's bring it in, and let's talk about like why, why this is a question. The other thing is groups. Small groups, Bible study groups, book readings, events, event follow-ups, Right? So what do we do after we have a great, this great event about demonology? What do we do after we have this great Q event? Like, what do, we, what do we do with that? Like, we've created all these questions. Now we need this forum to be able to do that. So right now we have two, and I'd love to be able to do more. But right now we have a group that talks about the sermon and how awesome it is every Sunday, especially this week. The discussion is going to be amazing. So um, when we talk about the sermon and what questions came up, like, what did you think of it? Like, He talked about depression. Like, what do we do about depression? Like, how does that look? Like, it seems like an easy solution. How do we, like, it's just, you just ask those questions. And one is using the Bible. So we are studying the book of Acts on the other group. And there's a million questions that that brings up. You just read a passage and ask the questions that are coming up, right? What other kind of groups can we have? What other kind of events can we have? How can we draw people to come to be able to ask those questions, Right? And then how do we give them a forum to be able to ask those questions and, and discuss things that are going through? And, and then along the, along the way, when you're in those groups, you get to know those people, right? You get to see where the pain points are. You get to see where the great things are. And you get to see where you can say, you're really amazing at this. Why don't you do this more, right? So and on top of giving space to answer questions and ask questions and do things, you're also given, you're getting to know that person, you need to know how they how they tick and what they serve and what how they can serve and what they can do. But that's where you come in. Like that's where I want that's where I want a group of people to help drive this, right? I can come up with all these cool ideas on my own and you can blame me, but I'd rather blame all of us. So, um, so right after service, we're just gonna talk for a few minutes and and um, next Monday. So next Monday we're gonna have get together, have a meal here, and just talk about what it looks like, what it looks like to mean, when it means no question off the table. How do we facilitate that? How do we spur one another on for good works? How do we push people toward Christ? How do we push people toward life? So please come out and join us, because that's what we need. Like we need that group of people who will do that. I have this passion about this and I can talk about it forever. That's why I had to put notes down, and that's why this is a little dry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep myself focused because I can talk about this for days. Right? My heart for you is life. Our heart for you as a leadership team is life. I want each one of you to go the next step. Whatever that looks like. So how can I do that? Right? This is why I have notes. So I don't do this. (laughs) What does it look like
1: to have a church of people?
0: What does it look like to have a church of people who are moving forward together? Everybody in a different place. Everybody coming with different wounds and different things. But everybody working together to move forward. Imagine what that looks like when someone new comes in. Like, yes, we can point and say, we're serving the community. Yes, we can point and say, this is what we're doing to further God's work. Like, this is amazing. Look at what we're doing to help the, the needy. This is, this, is how we're, this is how we're feeding people. This is how we're doing rec- racial reconciliation. This is what we're involved in. This is what we're doing. But what would it look like when someone new comes in and they know that we care about them and we want them to not be in death, but in life? What would that look like as a church? If we were pushing people toward life, no matter where they came in, no matter what they look like, no matter what they feel like, no matter what, like if they even hate the idea of organized religion, what if we were helping push them toward life with everything we do? Everything we do. That's what I want us to do. That's my heart. That's, like, that's why I'm here is because daylight gives a great opportunity to do that. Because we do, don't because we don't mind if people ask those weird questions. We don't mind if you're broken. We don't mind if you're hurting. We want that. Because I want you to recognize that Christ is life and you're in like you don't want to sit in death. That he doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want you to be broken. Doesn't want you to be hurt. Doesn't want you to be outside. You're in, you're one of His. It wants to push you forward, it wants to move you forward. What's your next step? Like I told it, what's my next step, right? Like what's your next step? What does that mean? And for every single one of you, it's different. For me, it's different. If I stop growing, then I'm in trouble, right? The same thing. What am I pushing toward? What am I looking for? What am I moving toward? So what if we had that church, that kind of church that was looking for ways to grow? And it's not a 101 and a 201 and a 301. It's not that. Now, do we need that? Maybe. To cover some basics? Maybe. But what does that look like? What does it look like to move toward life? So if you're crying, you're probably in the, you need to be in my group. <laughs> and I don't do this all the time, but as I get older, the more I do this, right? Right? Someone had told me that a long time ago. I'd have been like, I just don't want to get old. Like, that's the one. That's the one that tipped my, my, my scales. So, so I want you to hear, if you're here and going, or if you're here online, right, and this is new to you, right? Welcome to daylight. This is what we want. We want life. We want life for each one of you. And every one of you that looks different, and that's awesome. Each of you brings something, and that's awesome. I want you to have a place. I want you to have a voice. And we do that through our, through our leadership teams. We do that through our teams. We do that through conversations. We do that with, like, call H, call Rusty. Like, we want to know what's going on. We want to know how we can help. And some of it goes to our service team. Some of it goes to our study team. Some of it goes to people who just love on other people. And some of it never comes to the pastors because they've got people in their lives already that they can just call and say, my day sucks. And that's what I want to create right? I want to create a, a space where someone can lean over in the middle of, a, of the worship song and go, what is Jaira? And that person stops and says, let me look it up. I've got my phone out. I don't know either. And it's in the middle of the worship set. Who cares? Let's look at the question. Let's, let's take the time and look at it. I'd rather have that happen than someone go, shh. How would my youth have reacted if I looked over and said, shh? instead of answering that question. That's what I grew up in. I grew up in, be quiet, we'll talk about this later. Well, at that time, I didn't care. By the time church was over, I even forgot they even had a question if I was still awake. So you see my, you see my vision? You see where we're going? You see what we want to do? I want you to be a part of it. And whether it's officially on the team or if you're not in a group, this is what we do in groups, Not crying. I mean, we have cried in groups. That happens, but like, what we do is we get to know each other, and we get to know each other, and get grow. We get to grow together.
1: Hey, a, cu- a couple announcements, and uh, one. So, so Rusty mentioned how we met as a service team, talking about the future of daylight and how we're going to reach out to our community and how we're going to reach out to others. And one of the things we came up with was serving the church. And we've talked about ministering and blessing particular people within the church, and but the the. The work day in the back, which is September 11th, is one of those days that's coming up, and we just decided that building the church and, and a community center that we can we can rent out affordably and make it an excellent place is worth investing in, and so I want to encourage you to show up seven, September 11th at 10 a.m. and just help us burn brush piles, haul, haul, haul wood off, uh, spray Roundup, all the, all the good stuff that needs to happen. If you would put that on your calendar, we'd appreciate it, but... We also talked about service projects, and we've got this Tony Evans event coming up, and that's that's on uh, September 17th in the evening at New Life Church. But that day, we're hosting the pastor's lunch in here. So Tony Evans is going to speak and field questions for about 160 church leaders in the community, and it's going to be a wonderful event. But we were trying to we were trying to figure out a way to make that great. And somebody asked me during that meeting, as a pastor, what would what would be meaningful to me, and as i'm going to talk about in just a moment we'll get to it the the covid the covid couple of years have been very very challenging as church leaders it's just even this morning i got i got an email this morning from somebody saying hey we need to look at the data and start talking about our kids ministry and stuff and we're going to talk about that in a moment um, but then we're also going to have people in the room that are going to say ah it's i mean there's even people that think that this is this is nothing to be concerned about that you just need to get vaccinated and you're going to be okay and and there's there's people on all sides of the aisles and even now there's tension building in the room as I even mention all that stuff of people going, oh, I don't believe that. Oh, I believe that. Oh, I agree with that. And it's very challenging. So, so I say all that to say it's been a very difficult couple of years for church leaders. And one of the things that I think would be really beneficial that we did for teachers at Price Elementary recently would be that each time when these pastors sit down at our tables, that there's a personalized letter waiting for them, encouraging them. Just saying something from a human being to another human being that says, hey, we know it's been a hard time. We know it's been challenging, we know your work is difficult, but we want to let you know that what you do is important. And there's a thousand ways you can express that, there's a thousand ways you can phrase it, and you can do it as you. And so we decided that as our first service project since the meeting, we're gonna do that right here, right now, in the building. And so we have a collection of cards in the back. Kylie and, and and Aiden Michael have them at this table back here. We and, and so let's test the service project is we're gonna ask you, there's pins in the back of the of the seats, we're gonna ask you to fill out a couple of those. Now we're also addressing the covid concerns uh the delta variant has now hit kentucky pretty hard and if you watch i i I confess that until this morning i was a little bit out of the loop and uh had to do some quick research and and now now there's 10 children in kentucky that under the age of 12 that are in the icu or have been admitted to hospitals i'm sorry um this this variant seems to affect kids more and and easier and so we don't want to be in the middle of a pandemic we don't want we we don't know all the answers, and sometimes it's hard to know who to trust and which numbers to believe. But we're gonna talk about this as a staff tomorrow night as to where we go from here, what, if we're going to make any changes. I notice a lot more of you are masked in here today than you were last week. And that's, that's great, and we appreciate that. And we, we, we also understand the people that say the masks don't help because people fiddle with them all the time and it causes problems. And so we, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about what decisions we're gonna make as a, as a, as a church this, this coming Monday. With that said, one of the things that's going to be on the table is this post-service meeting eating time that we've been doing where we have snacks. and we, we still have them today, but I say all that to say some of you today are ready to get out the door and not make contact with other human beings, and we understand that, and we, we, we can appreciate that. Some of you think, well, I'm vaccinated, you're vaccinated, we can sit across the table from you, masked or not masked, or stay so some, some people think differently and we wanna create that, that space today before we have these conversations because we haven't made any official decisions. And so if you wanna stick around, there's food back there, you can stick around and chat with each other. If you're the kind that wants to be lined for the door, we, we respect it and appreciate that as well. What's that? Well, that's, that's my next point. Yeah, so, so now with, with us talking about the service project, how do we accomplish that? You have two options. One, you can fill out a couple of cards today and just leave them on the table as you leave. Or you can take a couple with you and fill them out and bring them back next Sunday. But we, only, we have 180 cards for 160 pastors. So if a bunch of you take cards and don't bring them back, then we're stuck with people at the table that don't have a card. And so only take cards if you will for sure fill them out and bring them back. Uh, we're going we're to hit our online audience. We're, we're trying to look at ways that we can get our online audience more incorporated into the service projects we're doing in our service team. So if you're still watching online, I don't, I don't even know if the live feed's still on, Um, If you're still watching online or if you're watching this recorded, understand that you can go to mydaylightchurch.com and sign up for the study team and maybe we can zoom you in. We've got options here. Um, So that was a lot to say. COVID is confusing. We're going to talk about it.